Hello, Facebook. Welcome to Monday Sessions with Lily. And I do try to make this a practice every Monday, so if you see this pop up on your live feed, feel free to pop a question in the comments. And I like to uh, take questions regarding your number one question about limiting patterns in relationships. And so I wanted to take some time tonight, and I have um, one, two, three, four, five questions that I've received previously about uh, limiting patterns that uh, followers and um, some of this comes from course participants as well about what they see and um, go ahead post in the comments <laughs> um, about what they see in limiting relationships in their lives. And so I'll start here, and if anything pops up, like, oh, goodness. <laughs> if anything pops up in, um, as we're going, if something comes up, and um, specifically as it relates to number one, your number one question about limiting patterns and relationships, I'll be, sure, I'll be happy to pop away from the list and then um, address your comment. So the first one is, why do I feel so out of control? And that's a huge one, right, when we're talking about relationships. Um, and it could be, you know, a couple different things that this person is referring to. Um, but in general, this is like a multi-layered question, I think. But in general, I feel like um, when we are in relationships, there is an expectation for us to be seen and to be heard. And whether that's explicit or implicit, I think that's a, like a general desire for us in relationship. And for me, that was something that I had to learn. That really wasn't something that I was taught. I was really just taught to be just basically invisible in a room. And that sounds really harsh, but it's really true. And if I was taught to be invisible, then I also wasn't taught that I was worthy, that my wants and desires were valid, that I, I wasn't able to connect with my wants and desires. And if I'm not able to connect with my wants and, and desires, then I'm not able to express them. So why do I feel so out of control? It could be a couple different things. And if we're talking about limiting patterns in relationships, sometimes it feels like that maybe not consciously, but unconsciously, we try really hard to keep all of the balls in the air, right? We try really hard to do what we can to support ourselves and to support others while also doing and taking on a lot of other responsibilities. And that can feel very out of control, right? 
it can feel very like unaligned from your true self just because you're being pulled in all these different directions. And so if that's, you know, kind of specifically where this follower was going with feeling out of control is that they don't feel in control within themselves. And that's kind of like what I practice and what I teach is that when you become aligned with yourself, all of your actions are able to express and dictate that alignment. And if that comes to relationships, if that comes to job, if that comes to a business that you want to start, and if you're seeing those things that you want not come to fruition, then it may be time to take a look at something deeper that's causing that. And so not being able to, to make decisions that are for you and for your health could feel like that other, that you are out of control. And it could feel like that you really aren't making decisions for you. If that makes sense. So I'm guessing that's just kind of where this took me. <laughs> so I'm just assuming that that is specifically what this uh, follower was asking. And if not, feel free to submit a little bit more of a specific scenario. But feeling out of control is a real thing, right? This, the world that we live in is very loud, very loud. And without self-alignment, and without our sense of agency and sovereignty, we're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere but nowhere. You know, and I talk also like a lot about boundaries as well. And that's, that's kind of what that is, right? So just a thought. Um, the next question I got was, how, why do I not feel like myself? Oh, it's another kind of really hard one and, you know, very deep, right? Because I know how, how much it hurts to not feel like yourself. And if you're like healing, in my opinion, is like moving from the unconscious to conscious. Hey, Jessica. Um, like healing, I think, is moving from things from the unconscious to things to the conscious. And in that deeply unconscious state, we don't really know kind of like who we are, how we interact in the world, how we interact in our relationships. And that can feel really like not yourself or very alienating. But as we, as we move up that ladder towards the conscious, it can also feel like it's kind of a frightening, you know, like I posted just now about fear. Like transformation and change does not live on the safe side of fear. One billion percent sure about that. And it's scary, right, to kind of realize that like, the me that I've been for 
two or three decades really wasn't me or like maybe was a little bit me, but really not all of me. Like that's kind of scary, <laughs> right? And you may, I mean, just kind of the same thing about like with question one is that you may not feel like yourself because you are just like all of your energies and maybe all of your power is just spread out among people, among um, things, among addictions, among jobs, among, you know, there could be really anything, family relationships, romantic relationships. But if you don't feel like yourself and if you are at that point of awareness, please don't turn back. Please keep going and try to find yourself in the best way that is presented to you. And some, you know, some people it's, it's in a stage and I went through this stage. It's like all about awareness, like reading podcasts, um, you know, people like to use Instagram, um, and Facebook and, um, that like those epiphanies, like those things that you feel and you're like, Oh, wow. Like that's me. I feel like that's another step in your journey. It's like another step, uh, bringing you back to yourself. So if you are at that point, like, great awareness on this question, right? Why do I not feel like myself? Who knows? There have probably been a lot of factors, but this is a great opportunity to start to learn about yourself. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was on a discovery call this morning with a beautiful soul in Germany. And we were wrapping up the call and she asked me, um, you know, when when should I meditate? And I'm like, you know, first of all, it's awesome. Meditation practice is like a grounding principle for me and for my clients. And my answer to her was, I don't know. <laughs> and the reason I say, I don't know, I'm very comfortable saying, I don't know is because my, what works for me in some cases may not work for you. So these are questions, if you're like on that healing path, to ask yourself, why do I not feel like myself? How can I feel like myself? Or when I do this, do I feel like I'm myself or do I not? I guarantee you, if you spend 30 days questioning your motives at every turn, every, about, you know, if this was a question, why do I not feel like myself? If you say, say you're making a decision or something like that, is this decision in line with myself? And you could answer that really and truly, then you're well on your way. So I hope that helps. Ooh, uh, number three. Can I do this? Ooh. I'm assuming this person means can I change or transform? So I'm going to take that and roll with it. My answer is yes. 
<laughs> Anyone can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. Again, 1 billion percent sure on that. But I, I, I hear kind of intuitively in this question is a deep sense of, again, fear in moving forward. And one of the great teachers that I follow is Mastin Kip. And he always says that semantics matter. And how that relates to this question in my mind is like this. If I'm asking myself, can I do this? And if I'm coming from a place of pain, from a place of really um, maybe like low intuition, I'm not really sure if who I am, my life may be in a little bit of turmoil, can I do this? Likely the hurt part of me, the part of me that needs healing is going to be a stronger voice in that question than the part of me that wants to heal. So sometimes when it comes to healing or stepping forward or taking courageous action, it's the way that you're framing these questions. So something to think about, right? Instead of, can I do this? How about, how can I do this? And that takes a little bit of extra, let's see, it takes a little bit of extra like nuance, right? It takes a little bit of extra faith in like kind of like universal provision. But just in reframing that question, do you hear the power in that? Changing, can I do this to how can I do this? Like semantics matter in that way. Does that make sense? And what happens is if you, if this is like, if something like question like this is coming up and you're hearing this here, and maybe you're noticing yourself at a different point in time, maybe tomorrow, a question like this coming up, and then you remember me think, you know, talking about this. Stop. Try to reframe that question into a, like, what can I do to do this? How can I do this? And you may not have the answer, but guess who else you're asking? You're asking like the world, universe, God, creator, higher power, Buddha, whatever it is. But you're, you're asking for possibility. And I do believe that if you're open that possibility will come. But it does take, like it does take some inner work, right? Like a little bit of conscious effort 
you know, to get to that point of like really deep healing. And I think like deep healing is just recognizing possibilities, right? And, you know, a part of it for sure. So give that a thought. Um, next question. Let's see. Why do I feel so alone? Seems to be another theme this evening talking about patterns. Um, this is a hard one. And I think I think a lot, you know, what I've realized is that I think for my journey, I think that I do think differently about this. And I'm just going to put that out there. And, and my way may not be your way right now. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of just here to, to share my story and to teach what I've learned. Um, but I find it so ironic. And this was true for me, I think, man, almost my whole life, right? Like even with that, when I was around people, I felt alone. Like I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel safe enough to share like what I really wanted. And so I just like just assimilated into someone else's world or I don't know, it's pretty deep, but like in society's world or, you know, whatever it was. So let me just say like feeling alone and being um, lonely, I don't know, kind of nuanced. I'm not really sure how I, how I um, would describe it, but being lonely is like a, like a, it, that's an emotion, right? And the, the thing is, is that emotion, emotions are meant to be expressed. That's like the, that's the, that's the whole purpose as a human of emotion is to express based on, based on your connection to yourself and others and the universe. But I do know the feeling of feeling lonely around people. So if that's kind of where this is coming from, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. Um, there's a lot of steps that you can take, right, to feel less alone. And I'm going to be honest here, a lot of those steps don't have to do with other people. A lot of it is reconnecting back to yourself. Now, the process, in my opinion, of reconnecting yourself deeply and in a way that is that opens up healing like, like I don't know if you saw my post the other day about kind of what my journey's been like in the last six months it's like completely exploded like in the best way I don't even it's I'm just so in awe of like this life that I'm living right now honestly um and if you you know if we're close friends and you're watching this, you understand, but, um, like feeling alone is like a deep, it's a deep unhealed emotional wound. And some people call it abandonment, um, you know, abandonment wound, which sure if that label helps absolutely. But in the end, 
it's a deep, deep feeling, an unhealed part of your emotional core that needs healing. And the healing happens as you reconnect to yourself because that the worst is feeling alone within yourself. And I get it. And if you're seeing this pattern of feeling really alone, I want to encourage you that it is more than possible to heal that part of you, to heal that, you know, people call it the abandonment wound. It's more than possible. It does take, you know, it takes, I talk about this a lot. It takes courage, it takes courage to step forward and say, I'm ready to heal. And sometimes pain can be a good motivator, but you know what I think, you know, in talking with um, prospects and clients and doing it all my own, you know what, you know what I think is a better motivator? I think pain will get you only to a certain point, but the love for yourself, like that knowing that you are worthy Like that knowing that there is something better inside of you. I think that is the strongest motivator. It's just incredible. So I would just work really hard, you know, to start reconnecting with yourself. And here's the thing, and I talk about it a lot here is that part of that is in a safe community, in a safe relationship, in safe support. But only if you're ready. I meet a lot, like I said, I meet a lot of people and a lot of them say that they're ready, but with, when it comes down to it, they may not be. And again, like I speak truth, <laughs> I'm very direct. And this isn't meant like, this is meant out of love. And hopefully it's meant out of compassion for where you are now. Where do you want to go? How do you want to be? How do you want to feel? So my encouragement is really start to take steps on reconnecting back to yourself. And if you're wondering what steps to take, you could absolutely message me. I don't know if I'll have an answer that you'll like necessarily, but I'll definitely show you or tell you or, or speak with you about my experience, which is why I'm here and that's what I teach. Bottom line is that if we have broken in relationships, if we have felt alone in relationships, bottom line is that we need to heal in relationships. 
in safe relationships. If you watch, you know, if you're if you follow me, I say my support squad, my tra transformative support squad. It's just incredible. It really is. So I hope that helps. Last question. Ooh. Why does my life feel like an emotional hurricane? Hmm. I say refer back to question one. Which is, why do I feel so out of control? If you're seeing a pattern of emotional instability, first of all, the physical, like, I'm not a doctor. So let me just put that out there. And this is my experience only. But if you are noticing a pattern of emotional instability, uh, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, deep depression, disassociation, first of all, reach out for medical help if, if that's where you are. Second, It's scary because there's a lot of um, scientific edit evidence out there now about how um, unexpressed emotions, um, uh, trapped emotions, unhealed uh, core emotional wounds can manifest in physical ailments. Or they can contribute to other factors other like physical internal factors um, that contribute to, to disorders, cancer, abnormal, you name it. And again, I want to say that I'm not a medical doctor, but there are many, many studies out there about this. And the way that I've approached my health and my healing is emotional and medical and combining those like in a holistic way um that's just kind of what this question is driving me to talk about talk about this wasn't a specific question about that but why does my life feel like an emotional hurricane it sounds scary and i get it 100 percent. i get like who i've been there i've I get walking on eggshells. I get um, having a lot of, you name it, anxiety, depression, overwhelm, uh, unhealthy coping mechanisms with anything slash everyone slash whatever you can imagine. But I just want to say, for some reason, this is coming up for me, so I'm just going to say, The ramifications of those unhealed emotional wounds, those um, 
you know, that all that stress that your body kind of keeps in from emotional things going on in the world. Like if you're not able to express it, if you're not able to, um, to, you know, kind of let out how you're feeling, who you are as a person, then that stuff, it stays in, it stays in us. And when it, and sometimes not all the time, but sometimes when it's combined with other things like, um, like genetic susceptibility to name this disease or, um, chronic pain, chronic illness, sometimes that is a big part of it. And again, I'm going to say it again. I'm not a medical doctor, but this is what I've read and this is what I study. So take a look at that. You know, I wish that the medical community combined them, you know, was combined with the mental health community. But sadly, here in the Western world, it's not like that. But emo- look, everything in this world carries energy. Emotions carry energy. And you know how you can tell that is like butterflies in our stomach, um, acid reflux in our stomach, um, or butterflies in our chest, or um, finding it hard to speak. You know, that happens a lot for women. But if, like, if you are kind of in this, like, emotional shitstorm, please ask for, for support. Ask for help to help start getting these emotions out, letting them hit the surface, letting them release. This is what that was, like, that's what emotions were made for. Like, back in the old caveman days, they were made for protection, like anger, like the base emotions, right? Like anger, um, joy, uh, love. I don't know, there's like a whole list of them. But um, they were made, you know, like they served like an evolutionary purpose. But here today in the modern world, I think, you know, that's kind of lost sight of, I feel like. So give that a thought. Thanks for joining me tonight, y'all.